Hello, I'm Christina Glickman and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soul Fire production. In this episode, we talk about how we present ourselves when others share news or ideas or basic conversation. Is the air we give back hopeful? Is it judgmental? Is it confrontational? Or maybe it's uplifting, most likely somewhere in the middle. Or maybe you're not really sure. Well, this episode will make you think about just that. And don't forget the Extra Love Army doors are open for any new members. You can always go to Instagram at Christina Glickman to join us, find out more about what we do in this incredibly special community, or send me a DM. You know I'll always respond. Also, it would mean so much to me and the show if you'd subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, Extra Love Army. I'm so happy you're here today. We're going to talk about something that I think about often lately, and it's what kind of oxygen that you're giving to others and what do you breathe into a room, spoken and unspoken. And I kind of categorize them in between two extremes of being a hope injector or a dream crusher. I know that there's a lot in between. And I know that you know both of these kinds of people, but what are you? Do you consider yourself somebody when they're in conversation to be a hope injector? Or do you kind of like crush people's dreams? You may not know that and that feels extreme, but I've really been in a lot of those positions lately. Does that sound funny? Of sharing ideas and someone's trying to be helpful with me, but ultimately they're they're a little bit crushing my dreams. So anyways, I will start with me and a story as always. So in my book, Extra the Art of Being, For those in the Extra Love Army, you have heard this story before, but it really relates to how I feel about this hope injector versus dream crusher. And this happened um, a few years ago. So here we go. My daughter Racer was only about a week old. I took her to the zoo in her stroller to walk around and get some fresh air. The telltale sign of the hospital newborn blanket lay over her, pretty much screaming, look at me, I'm a new baby. Out of the corner of my eye, this very old woman starts walking over to me, smiling. Oh, geez, she's going to ask me what the baby's name is. I know it. And she's going to think it's weird, odd, and make some rude comment. Here it comes. Deep breath. Oh, goodness. What a cute baby. What's her name? It's Racer. R-A-C-E-R. I spell it out so she doesn't think I say raisin or razor. The old woman sweetly smiles up at me and says, well, isn't that something? Sounds like she'll be president someday. Why, yes. Yes, she will. My racer Lola, you are meant to run the world. Go get what's yours. Now, I love that story for a million reasons, but one in particular today about the episode that we're talking about is that here I had assumed the intention of this woman to be older, potentially crabby. That doesn't mean old people are crabby because I, I myself consider myself older and I don't think I'm crabby. But the reality is I was expecting her to sort of be a hater and say, like, oh, what's that name? That's so weird. And I had already assumed that this woman was going to kind of crush down on me. And she didn't. And the reason I share that is because, you know, 
if in fact we look into every situation and we think about it through the lens of why can't we just make somebody feel better, right? Is it so hard? Is it so hard for us to just listen and hold the hope for someone else and say, wow, that sounds incredible, or that's interesting, or you would be great at that. We don't necessarily need to cast doubt and tell someone all the pitfalls we see, because I'll tell you what, when Racer was born, and I would tell people her name, instead of just saying, oh, what a beautiful baby, and moving on, it was everything from, oh, she's going to get confused. Is she saying raisin? Um, Racer, that's weird. What, What does that mean? And so this story isn't necessarily about the name, but it's about the fact that the response and the oxygen you get from somebody else changes how I feel. So this woman instead made me feel so hopeful and so happy and just so light and airy. And I went about my day. And ever since that time, gosh, so Racer now is almost 15. That was a long time ago. I think about that situation all the time, which is why can't I just go around and inject hope happiness, kindness, whatever it might be into someone else's life. Why do I need to bring someone down? And it makes me think of my good friend, Beth Chapo. She's an influencer out in the IG world. And she had posted something the other day where she was showing some cute outfit for fall and somebody, you know, responded and said, you know, sorry, this doesn't work for me. You look like a granny, which again, so unkind. Why does somebody feel the need to share something like that? Why, why not just say, wow, this looks great on you, period, end of story. Now, I share that again because our words, as we start to share them, I want to understand what the intention is. So if the intention to land on other people is that I want to make you feel good, well, the idea is that I want to be able to inject hope. And this is where this is going to kind of take a little bit of a turn here about just like not being nice and saying nice things to people. But it's about the idea that there is a time and place to hold space for people when they're looking for help on a situation, right? A friend comes to you and says, I want to start a new business. She tells you all of these ideas um, and things. And in your head, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've heard this idea before. There's so many other people that are doing it. Is she really going to be good at this? That sounds really expensive. And all the things of why it's wrong. Now, consider the fact that this person probably didn't ask you to evaluate their business plan. What they're looking for is hope. What they're looking for is for you to inject the idea of, that sounds like that's going to be great for you. How can I support you? How can I listen? What do you need from me? Instead of our reaction being, and again, I say dream crusher, that sounds extreme, but it's been happening to me a little bit lately because, you know, if you know me, I usually, I've got some lofty dreams and that's okay, but I only want to share those lofty dream ideas with people that might say to me, wow, that sounds great. How can I help you? Instead of telling me why it might be crazy or not a great idea, or do you know how hard that is? Or that's really rare. People don't really do that. I don't understand why anybody responds to anything like that. That's really how I feel in my brain. I'm going to say anything. You say to me, you know, you're 50 years old and you want to be an Olympian and and do X, Y, Z. I'm going to say, okay, that sounds great. How are you going to do that? Want to start practicing? I mean, why not? And so I think it's important to think about what our reaction is to other people when they share something with us. Nine times out of 10, I'm pretty sure they're going to want you to be a hope injector. So if somebody says to you, wow, you know, 
my child didn't get into XY school or our something was canceled or whatever it might be, you know, once you take a beat and you hold the space for it, think about what kind of hope you can inject into somebody, right? You want people to feel like something else is possible because at the end of the day, especially in the climate we are in now, if I don't have hope, I have nothing. I have nothing. And it's free to hope. And I don't mean hope and be an idiot and not realistic. And there's a time and place for those things, right? There's a time and place to understand somebody's strategy and how you can help and put a plan in place. But most of the time in conversation, people want you to validate where they are, recognize where they are. And here's the thing is that it's a two-way street. When you start to behave like that and give people permission that way, they do as well, especially in the world of sort of anonymous comments and all of these things where people feel like they can say whatever they want to say without consequence. More than ever, I think it's important to inject hope into conversation, make people feel seen and valued. We talk about that all the time. But really, it's about walking around and giving that out for free because I'm sure you can think of back into your childhood, right? I can think of situations where I was told that I couldn't do something either because maybe I wasn't tall enough. Maybe I didn't have the right skill set. Maybe I didn't. But here's the thing. There's no harm in telling somebody you can do it. Why not? Right? Is that so hard? Now, I don't think that's setting anyone up for failure, but I think that it's giving them a free card to say, try. Is it so hard for us to just say, go for it? You know, I remember when I even said I was going to start a podcast, somebody saying, oh, you know how many podcasts are out there and there's so many and it's going to get lost and it's going to, those things all may be true, but why not just say, that sounds like something you'd really like to do. Sounds great. You know, let me know more about if I can help you. Our initial reaction should not be to point out why someone can't do something. I know it's coming from most of the time born out of an intention of wanting to help, but it doesn't land that way. So, you know, if your kid that, you know, is, is a terrible test taker, is like, I want to go to Harvard. Your first reaction shouldn't be, well, do you understand that, you know, 10 years ago, you should have been doing X, Y, Z to prepare for that. No, just, okay, well, how are you going to make that happen? And leave it there. It's not so hard. So, I wanted to share all of that today because I think more than ever, we need hope. We need hope injected into us. I think every day from the smallest of things to the biggest of big, it's what makes us run. And I find so often that we can change the trajectory of someone's day so small by injecting a tiny bit of that hope instead of going down the rabbit hole of the why nots and the how come and it's bad and all the things. We need each other to make sure that we open up the runway to hope. So I hope that landed somewhere. And I will say that you can always count on me to be your resident hope injector. I'm never going to tell you why you can't do something. I'm always going to tell you why you can. And I'll always be honest and transparent, but I will never crush your dreams. So go out there today, inject some hope into someone somewhere and watch it come right back to you. As always, I love you and thank you for sharing this space with me today. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week. 